Welcome to The Howler, your weekly look into the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now let's go to your hosts, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell. Welcome into another edition of The Howler, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell alongside you as always. Approaching the end of the semester here. Thank goodness. Yeah, finally. Uh, so we're not exactly sure how many more podcasts we're going to have left this semester. At least one more, but you won't be here. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get our well, good friend Andrew Schnicker on. He was on uh, a couple weeks ago. Actually. No offense to you guys, but I would much rather be in Florida where it is going to be 80 degrees. Offense taken, jerk. <laughs> um, so hopefully uh, Andrew will be on with us next week. And then the week after that really depends on our our exams. So uh but hopefully we'll be able to get one in. and um, Might be a little late, but... Yeah, so who knows? Definitely want to keep you updated on that. We also want to let you know that we had some technical difficulties with the last couple podcasts, but they are up online now, so if you missed those, be sure to go check them out. We apologize for that, and uh, hopefully it won't happen again. It won't happen again. It won't happen again. There you go. Um so now we can get into some football. we got to talk about some football and some basketball. I don't think there's anything else really that we have to talk about. First of all, quick shout-out to all of our fall sports for making it into the postseason. There you Volleyball. Go. Cross country. Found out last night they made it. Oh, yeah, sorry. They're going dancing. So yeah. that's super exciting. Isn't that like the first time in It's a, It's the first time history? in a long time. I want to say, wins-wise, wins it has been their best season in program history. But I don't think it's the first time they've made the tournament. Either way, it's I the first time that all of our fall sports have done it at the same right. time. And it's us and Stanford are it's the only no two. no small accomplishment. Yeah. So, NC State and Stanford are the only two teams in the country that can say that they've done that. So, that's really exciting. There you go. That's actually a really good transition into what I want to talk about today. Go for it. Um. I think we should talk about football first, though, the game on Saturday specifically. I don't have a whole lot to say. NC State really dominated the game. Chapel Hill got lucky. I think they're one they're, – well, they have three touchdowns. One of them should have been – one of them was came after an interception that should not have been called back. And the other one came after uh, two pass interference calls, one of which was not a good call. Yeah. And um, – I'd be lying if I said I wasn't starting to worry that it was going to play out like the South Carolina and the Wake Forest games, but uh, we found a way to win. Yep. And uh, did it for the seniors. Yeah. Which is always I think, right. Always a good thing. I think that's really what counts, and um, showing that you can win a game like that after a brutal loss to Wake Forest. That that steps that shows the program's moving in the right direction. Do you have anything else you want to add about that game specifically? I mean, to me, to me, it was as simple as NC State was the better team. Chapel Hill wasn't. And uh, Very emotional game. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have been as close as it was. Definitely not. Especially offensively. Um, but we had that one drive. I want to say there, was, there had to be five or six penalties on that drive at yes. least. Yes. That was awful. So but Naheem Hines, you know, didn't he play continues great. Yep. to – just do it for us. And, I mean, we, you've talked about this a lot. His transition from wide receiver to running back, it took him a while to get going, but now he's going. 
Go go back. Transition back. Yeah, when he was a running back in high school. And I think that um, three of State's four losses were when Naheem was either limited or missed part of the game. And uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think if he plays the whole Notre Dame game, completely different game. If he's at full strength against Clemson, completely different game. I agree. And um, if he doesn't go out in the Wake Forest game, it's the same thing. So hopefully he's at full strength next year for all 12 games. Um, and he, he's an all-ACC running back this year. He was first team, and he missed parts of three games. We should talk about that, too. All-ACC team. That? Jay yeah. Sam, Chubb, and Naheem were all first team. Kelvin Harmon was second team. Not really sure how he wasn't first team. But either. you've got three really good wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they all take away from each other. Um, who else made the team? Finley was second Finley was team. Sec third, third, third team. team. Yeah. Third team. And then uh, B.J. Hill was an honorable mention. Tony Adams, I think, made one of the teams. So did Will Richardson. Uh, Bradbury. I think he was. Garrett Bradbury. Yes. He yeah, he I think was he was team. he was lineman of the week. I'm not sure if he made one of the All-ACC teams. I'm going to pull it up. I retweeted it on Twitter, but so um, it's not too far away. Yeah, so a good season for NC State. <coughs> I think going into the season, especially looking at how the schedule played out, for me going into the season, my prediction was 9-3. and three. I thought 6-2 and two in the ACC and uh, one of the non-conference losses. But the schedule turned out a lot tougher than we expected. Yes. A lot tougher. South Carolina was ranked going into their game against South Carolina. Clemson, excuse me. Richardson. Will Richardson was also second team. Sorry to interrupt. Gotcha. Bradbury wasn't honorable mention. Okay. Um, yeah, the offensive line was dominant this year. And uh, first, um, ACSMA. I think that's just a different organization that also votes. Okay, well, they voted Bradbury first team. Wow. Jones. Tyler Jones. And A.J. Cole also received an honorable mention. There you go. But back to the schedule that it was it this year. brand, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's a Barstool Sports thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the schedule was a lot tougher. And if you look at the schedule, if you had known this is what the schedule was going to be at the beginning of the season, you're absolutely taking an eight-win season. And the thing is, you're a lot closer to ten wins than you were to six. A lot closer. And um, <coughs> it's progress. You know, it's not easy. And I know a lot of people were like, well, if we're not going to make it to the ACC championship game this year, when are we going to make it with all these seniors, blah, blah, blah. I what? just think that, like, this was Dave Doran's first true recruiting, recruiting class. And yes. look, like, look at everything that Dave Doran did with them. So mm -hmm. if this doesn't say great things about the future and about the recruits that, like, the recruits that came in with this recruiting class were a bunch of three stars. Yep. Like they weren't not even three stars. They weren't Sam, fantastic DJ. players coming out like no. people didn't think they were great when they were coming out of high school. And look at how this coaching staff has developed them and turned them into first round draft picks. Yeah. In Bradley Chubb's case. And I love recruiting and I could turn this into a recruiting podcast, <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> but You'll leave me behind. <laughs> J. Sam and Chubb. J. Sam was a two-star. Nobody wanted him. Same with B.J. Hill. Bradley Chubb was just a blah, 
three-star linebacker out of Georgia. Just linebacker. That is laughable. Can you imagine Bradley Chubb at linebacker? I'm sorry. <laughs> just a run-of-the-mill, you know, whatever. Like, there was no – there was no, oh, this guy's a star coming out of high school-type recruits in this class. There wasn't. And um, but they it, like, d- the way they developed them – and they've been playing for three years. The, we've had the same the same nucleus for three years. And it, like, blows my mind to think about what if we do get, like, a four- or five-star recruit. Yeah. Like, what can you do with that? Like, that's I mean, insane. we've got some four-star recruits. Darian Roseboro, Naheem Hines, you know, those guys are four-star recruits. Uh, Emmanuel McGirt, Johnny Frazier are also four-star recruits. But they, you know, they didn't turn out as well as you hope. And that's just the nature of recruiting, honestly. And, uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. When you're get when you're like when you have a winning season like this and you can build off of that with a recruiting class, which is exactly what NC State is doing right now, then you get better in the future. UNC Chapel Hill was eleven and three two years ago, and now they are the scum. The scum of the, of the ACC. ACC. Yep, <laughs> they are, and that's not how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to say, "Hey, look, we won eleven games. Come play for us." You know, we're just going to continue to improve. Well, guess what? That hasn't happened. So if you're NC State, you build on this with the recruiting classes that came in and have been sitting on the bench for two years. You think those guys aren't ready to play? They are. I can promise you they're ready to play. They've been going through the same practice that everybody else has been going through. Yep, and they've been watching Bradley Chubb and B.J. Hill and Jalen Samuels. They've been watching those guys in practice and practicing against them. Yep. And, uh, you know, so I don't think NC State is going to have much of a drop-off. Um the schedule is much easier next year, much easier. You put this team against next year's schedule, they're a 10-win team. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think that goes into more of our uh, talk about Dave Doran and the contract extension that's been on the table. I believe it was after the Louisville game where that – That sounds right. Where uh, it was reported that there was a contract – Extension and talks. Well, now Dave Doran is being pursued by Tennessee. Yeah. And I, I want to start by saying this. In a coaching search, a lot of names are brought up. A lot. I mean, think about how many names we brought up last year before we hired Kevin Keats. And go back to Mark Gottfried. We got publicly turned down a bunch of times. And yeah, uh, that was sad. So just because his name was brought up doesn't really mean anything. That's why you have to wait and see you if mean there's just because ESPN said something it's not yeah. the gospel truth. Yeah. What? So I mean there's a bunch of things that could have happened with Dave Dorn in Tennessee. Tennessee could have called and said, Hey, you know, are you interested? He could have said no. Or he could have said, Yeah, maybe but he really isn't interested. He's just gonna try to turn it into more money. Which is a smart move on his part. And or he could have said, yeah, maybe. And he's like, yeah, I'm actually interested. But then on the other on the flip side of things, Tennessee still has a bunch of guys on their list ahead of Doran. And I can tell you right now that Tennessee fan base is not going to be happy if they sign Dave Doran. And neither will I because I want Dave Doran to stick around. Yep. But um, I mean, that turn that turns it back into, you know, Dave Doran here and his contract extension. He is one of the he is the twelfth highest paid coach in the ACC and one of the lowest in the Power Five. Wow. Yeah. So that that's going to change. It Get needs that to man change. That raise. It's going to change, and um, 
I want I want the extension. I know you do too. Um, but it's really for the sole reason of he's building a program. He came in after Tom O'Brien's last year, and the cupboard was bare than bare. Like, there was absolutely nothing. And like I said, he brought these guys in. These are his guys, and they didn't have a choice but to play right away. They really didn't. Like, these, this defensive line has been playing for four years because they didn't have an option. They had nobody else to play. And I'm not saying this is the ceiling for Dave Doran. The I ceiling don't think is, is not the roof, in case you're wondering. Um, but he said when he got hired, he needed five years to and start seeing something. And yeah, by golly, it's been five, and look what we saw. Yeah. And, you know, you can be upset, well, it's only eight wins. Yeah, but how, I mean, you're three plays away from 11 and one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and I know people are going to argue, well, it shouldn't have come down to that, but. I mean, think about the. It's a game. Like, it happens. We're, you're climbing a mountain. The higher you get up a mountain, the tougher it gets. There's less air. There's less space. Like, it's tough. That's what this should tell you is how tough it is to get to the top of the, to be a top 25, top 20 team. It's hard to be there every single year. And um, especially when you're NC State, you know, you don't have the support or the money that some of the SEC schools have. And it's not just like the Atlantic is not a cupcake wall. The Atlantic it is, is the not toughest, a cake wall. It's the toughest division in the country, and State went six and two. Like it's not, it's not a cake walk. And people, when are you got other football teams like Clemson, who won a national championship last year, Florida State, who has won. National championships in recent memory. Yeah. Louisville. I was actually looking up because Jimbo Fisher was thinking about leaving Florida State. I want to say he got hired in like 2008 or 2009. This was the first year. This is the second year that they haven't won 10 games since he's been there. And the other one was his second year when they won nine games. So, I mean, Florida State and Clemson is as tough as a 1A, 1B in the same division as you can get. It's crazy. And so back to the mountain example – like, we're halfway up the mountain. It's going to get tougher from here. But you're not just going to go back to the bottom of the mountain just to start over and hope to get back to the middle where you're going to be back in four or five years, and then you're still going to have the same situation. So I say stick with it. I'm excited to see what these guys have behind them. And I know it's not going to be any fun losing Chubb and all these other guys, Jay Sam, you know. You can go on and on and talk about them, but. I, I, I mean, if these guys behind him turn out to be better than they are, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, obviously, there's no replacing Chubb. Like, that dude is a top-five NFL draft pick. Like, yeah. he's going to be a pro bowler, maybe an all-pro. Like, he's a star. Like, you don't, like, I mean, he, that's just what it is. And um, you're, not gonna, you're not just going to replace that. But the rest of the guys, they're good players. Don't get me wrong. But... The guys behind them are good players, too. And uh, maybe some of them will turn out to be better. You can't tell me NC State can't make an improvement at linebacker, cornerback. And the defensive line, the defensive line was not what NC State needed it to be against Notre Dame and Clemson. And part of it's not their fault when they were on the field for the entire game. But 
and they never got called for holding. But it's not like those guys are irreplaceable, you know? Okay. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting for me. Um, this is what it takes to build a program. You're going to lose guys. You're going to lose guys early to the NFL. That's you're going to have growing pains. Exactly. And that what a concept. <laughs> having guys leave early for the NFL is a huge sign of an improved program. How many guys left early for the NFL under Tom O'Brien? Like zero. <laughs> Maybe one or two. Last year you had Josh Jones. You had Bradley Chubb who could have left early and decided not to. So now he's going to be a top five pick. This year, the four guys, really three guys, but we'll throw in a fourth. There's three guys who are certainly considering the NFL. Will Richardson, Ryan Finley, and Darian Roseboro. So you've got, last year you had two guys who could go pro. This year you've got three. The fourth one I was going to say is Naheem Hines. Next year you've got, right now we know Kelvin Harmon could go to the NFL next year. There's no doubt about that. So you've got, the, I mean, you've got two, three guys every single year who could leave early for the NFL. I mean, bad teams don't, like, that doesn't happen to bad teams. That I mean, and that has nothing to do with the seniors who are going to get drafted. Yep. So we'll see. I think it'll be interesting what happens if Finley goes pro. Um, will they go with the freshman Devin Leary, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the state of New Jersey. Um, he set all kinds of records up there. Or would they go with Jalen McClendon? I'm on the record as wanting a uh, sort of what Notre Dame this year, where they lost a quarterback to the NFL and they revamped their offense, where all they did was run the read option. And I would love to see State do that with Jalen McClendon. And uh, Naheem Hines, Reggie Gillespie, Ricky Person, freshman coming in. And uh, I mean... Our our receiving core isn't going anywhere. No, that's the th so that's the problem with that is the receiving core might be the best position group on the team. So you've got to find get them the ball. Got to get them the ball. Yep. So uh, that's the only issue I see with the, the running offense. So we'll see what happens. Love to see a contract extension for Dave Doran. He's on the cusp of one of the best recruiting classes in NC State history, and um, you know. T-shirt Dave. T-shirt Dave. So he's doing exactly what you got to do with building off your big season by getting that recruiting class. And then next year he's got another chance for a really big recruiting class. And uh, if you're adding a couple four- or five-star recruits, that's when you're going to be able, instead of just getting, you know, some high three-stars and a four-star, like you're going to be getting – two, three, four, four stars a year, yep. which is the way things are trending right now. And uh, that's how you close the gap on Clemson. You know, recruiting is a huge part of it, and so is player development, like we said. I mean, you can make up for lack of recruiting with player development, which is what NC State did with this class. And um, so we'll see what happens. The losses this season were excruciating. Yeah, they were. But it was a fun season. I enjoyed watching Bradley Chubb and his friends. I mean, you're right. They were excruciating. and I think they were excruciating, though, because the majority of them were so close. Right. The Notre Dame game you know? wasn't close. Notre yeah. Dame is really Notre a what-could-have-been kind yeah. of game. 
Notre Dame was a little bit different. It was like darn. The rest of them were by a touchdown, though. Yeah, it was like darn, we lost. And then all the other ones were like, you're holding on by your fingernails at the very end. And yeah. It just – but it was a fun season. <coughs> it was a fun season. It was a great senior year in Carter-Finley. So. Are you sad? I am sad. I'm very sad. Um. Yeah, you're right about the losses, though. I mean, those were excruciating, but it's part of the growing pains. I mean, would you? Ra- I mean, that shows you how close you are. Like you're inches away from beating Clemson, South Carolina, and Wake Forest—literally inches from beating Wake Forest. And then you look at South Carolina and Clemson. It's like we got. It's almost like last season, where we had revenge games. Yeah, but last year, last I year mean, they like left we had like three revenge games where they were really close, and like next oh year yeah. it's going to be like we're still well. Unfortunately, we chasing can't Clemson. We can't get revenge on Notre Dame or South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, but you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, I'll say this: I think NC State will be in the same position they were this year if Ryan Finley comes back. They'll be playing Clemson with the Atlantic Division on the line, and uh, I think that's a pretty big if if Finley comes back. But if he does, if he does, that's my uh, prediction. Nine months away, I think uh, State and Clemson will be in Death Valley for the ACC Atlantic again. But the, like I said, the margin for, like as we've learned, the margin for error is so small. You're a kick away from meeting Clemson this year. Kicking has been a huge weakness for NC State the last two years. Well, they've signed one of the best kickers. In the country to come in next year, so that eliminates number one kicker. Well, it, d- it depends on who you ask. Gotcha. But either way, one, I mean, there's no way to really. Either know. way, I'm here for it. Yeah, and kicking is a mental game. Not going to pretend to know what it's like. Um, but you turn kicking from a huge weakness into a huge strength. He's only going to be a freshman, so don't expect him to come in and be, you know, some all ACC kicker in his first year. But if you even if you just turn that into a huge from a huge weakness into a not even a strength, just make it no longer a weakness, that could win you a game or two, you know? And um like I said, the margin for error is just so small. And if you can get these recruiting classes if you get a slightly better player, like that's how close NC State is. A slightly better player to the ones you have now could be the difference between going ten and two and going eight and four. So, it's frustrating, but you got to stick with it. And, uh, you know, keep, I mean, like I said, going back to ground zero is not going to do anything. And I do like that I've seen a lot of support from Dorn from NC State fans, especially today as Tennessee has um, come chasing after him, so to say. His name has come up. Um, but NC State fans have proven that they're not as dumb as they act sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, <sighs> you know, knowing. I mean, pretty much every State fan I've seen wants Dorn back. Obviously, there's a few that don't. But you got to give him the contract extension and see where things go. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I don't think... I don't think Doran's going to leave for Tennessee. I don't even think Tennessee's going to get to him on their list 
But he's going to turn it into a contract extension, which he already had. He's just going to turn it into more money. He deserves it. Yeah, I agree. I will say this. The uh, <coughs> football documentary that they have really helps this case, too. Yeah. So uh, I haven't watched. I'm trying to wait till the end of the season to watch all those so I can binge on it like Netflix. I'm not sure if they're making any more, but either way, it makes them look great. And um, The first one was really good. I watched the first one yeah. the night it came out. But I'm glad that he's on our side. and You know, the last two years have been some brutal losses. But, uh, like I said, stick with it. Speaking of brutal losses. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, we beat Arizona. And then, I don't know. Yeah. It's okay. Talk about some basketball. Um, we beat Arizona. Yeah, you. I think before last week you said uh, we were going to get two wins down there. I did. I had one. I thought, I thought for we sure were going to lose the first game against Arizona and then win the second two. That's why I thought we I were going to lose the first one and then win one of the next two. That's why I said that. Yeah. I jinxed it. I'm sorry. But it's a great win over Arizona. Oh, yes. It really is. Arizona's out of the top 25 now, which can we please beat a team one time and then them not fall on their face? <sighs> Actually, hold on. Before we go into basketball, I'm going to say this about football. State had f- four victories over both teams this year. Boston College, Louisville. Louisville won eight games this year. So if you don't think that's a good win, then you're wrong. Marshall, I, who I Just also... Just because they're not ranked doesn't mean it's not a good win. Marshall also won eight games. Once again, just because they're and not in ranked conference doesn't USA. mean it's not a good win. I mean, we've played ECU a lot. And those eight-win ECU teams, those teams are tough. Yeah. And... uh the fourth one was Florida State. Pitt would have been a bowl team if they had beaten us. So, you know, don't sit, don't try to sit here and argue that NC State didn't win any big games. And the other thing is Florida State was – Florida State quit on their season. They had not quit when they played us. That was a very good Florida State team that we played. It wasn't the one that showed up the rest of the year. But um, – uh, Miami? Did they show up against Miami in your opinion? Yeah, I don't think Miami is that good. <laughs> All right, back to basketball. Big win over Arizona. I only watched one game. I only saw the uh, Northern Iowa game. But I think people's expectations, and that's the thing when in the first year of a coach, and this is year zero, just like Doran's first year was year zero. Um, you can't hold this one against him because it's not his team. I don't think that's always the case with coaching changes. But I think it's absolutely the case here, and it was for uh, T-shirt day back in the day. My thing is Kevin Keats plays a completely different style of basketball than Mark Gottfried did. And the team that he has exactly. is not fit so to play. So the team that Mark Gottfried recruited and the team that Kevin Keats is working with, this it's, is not – It's designed this to this do two different yeah, things. Yeah, it's not – this is not what – no, not saying that NC State doesn't have good basketball players and like they do. good athletes because they do, but these are not all of them. All of them are not the kind they of don't fit his system that Keats is looking for. Some of them don't fit. Some of them do, but some of them don't. Yeah, I agree. 
Godfrey's way of recruiting was just the island of misfit toys. Get the best players you can and hope that it works out. And um, Keats isn't like that. Keats wants c players who play his style. It's going to be interesting next year. That's what you'll see next year. C.J. Bryce and Devin Daniels. Because next year is going to be a completely different roster than what you see this year. And those are going to be the guys. Pretty much everybody that is back next year will be a Kevin Keats player, which is incredible in his second season. Yes. But as far as I, as far as I can, off the top of my head, every single player next year will be a Keats type of player. Well, I mean, C.J. Bryce came from Wilmington, so clearly Obviously. he is But I'm saying he recruited the these Keats. guys, too. Like, he recruited Devin Daniels. He recruited Braxton Beverly. Markel Johnson was recruited by Gottfried, but he still pits, fits perfectly in the Because Markel system. Johnson plays defense. Right. And he's an athlete. Yeah. And he's a pass-first point guard. But I don't think I don't think there's anybody else that Gottfried didn't – that Keats didn't recruit onto his team for next year. But uh, that's getting ahead of ourselves. This year, the win over Arizona, it was great. Don't get me wrong. It kind of boosted everybody's expectations a little too much. And uh, the next two days kind of suffered because that. I don't think the Arizona game doesn't really change my opinion on the team. When this team shoots well, I think they can. They're a pretty good team. It's a tournament team. But when they don't shoot well, it's not. It's not good, and this team doesn't have very many very good good shooters. They really don't. In my estimation, estimation, we've got two above average shooters, and one of them struggles, has struggled so far this year, and the other one is a defensive liability. Sam Hunt being a defensive liability, and Al Freeman struggling so far. Al Freeman didn't struggle against Arizona shooting, no. So State won the game. It was that simple. He struggled against Northern Iowa, or it might have been Tennessee, you and might, State lost. You might sacrifice me for saying this, but Al Freeman's consistency. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see if you know where I'm going with this. Reminds me a little bit of Maverick Rowan, because if he's on, yeah. he's on, and you are money that game. Yeah, but, but if he's not, th I mean, there goes your shooting. You know? Al Freeman has a lot more responsibilities. That, like, Al Freeman carries the most responsibilities on the floor. He plays the most minutes, and he handles the ball a lot of the time. He's obviously out there playing defense, and he's supposed to be the shooter. I mean, like, so was Maverick Rowan. Maverick Rowan was but the Ma designed shooter. That's but what he I'm wasn't asked about. to handle the ball or play 40 minutes or play defense. No, you see what I'm, I'm saying? I, I do see what you're saying. I'm talking specifically about shooting. Right. Not about anything else. No, I agree. If Al Freeman shoots five for eight from downtown, NC State's going to have a chance to win the game. And, um, But the shooting is going to be a struggle all season. Markel Johnson's a, a fine three-point shooter. He's not great. He's not terrible. Um, other than that, I'd like to see Amir take a few more threes. I agree. Um, hey, who else on the team do you want shooting? Sam Hunt's a good shooter, but... You know, he's not playing that much. Who else can shoot? Torrin's a pretty decent three-point shooter, but like I said, he's average. So that's going to be a struggle all year, and it won't be fixed until next year, um, which is fine. After seeing the shooting at this point in the season, I'm not sure if this is allowed, but I would change my prediction on NC State being a tournament team. Um, 
I'd say State's going to be slightly off the bubble instead of on. <coughs> Simply because of the shooting. There's just not enough shooting. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's fine. You beat Arizona and everybody raises expectations for you, but then Arizona turns around and loses two games after yours, which I don't think that diminishes your win. It does a little bit, but it's still a huge win. You beat the number two team in the country, and um, can't complain about that. So we'll we'll see what happens. Big game against Penn State. State's got to win this game against Penn State, I would say. Uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge. It's really your last meaningful non-conference game because pretty much every team after this is not good. And um, it's different because under Gottfried, the non-conference schedules were tough. State played four or five mid-major teams, like non-name brand teams. So you'd be like, this team's not any good, but they were good. And, um, you know, they could beat you. And uh, State doesn't play any of those type of teams this year. So we'll see what happens. Another thing I want to add, like, it's not like State played – it's not like State didn't have a chance to win the games against Northern Iowa and Tennessee. Like, State was in the games as bad mm -hmm. as they shot. Al Freeman had a shot with about 20 seconds left, a wide open three to go up by one. He just missed the shot. You know? Yeah. That happens, you know? So uh, if that shot goes in, you're playing Villanova for the championship on Friday, I think it was. So it's nothing to get worked up about. Te the team is a work in progress. The program's a work in progress. But um, it doesn't change my opinion of Keats or the team as to uh, how things are going to go this year and in the coming years. So... Just get better shooting, you know. I'm so excited. And better, ath better athleticism. Yeah. Those are the two things you need. And, uh, you know, we'll get it next year. But as for this year, you know, we'll see. I'll be interested to see if Keats changes things and tries to fit his – change his style of play a little bit to fit in more with the big guys because that's where – the state's three best players are the big guys. So it'll be interesting to see if he changes his play to really pound the ball inside more as opposed to taking threes. But we'll see what happens. Penn State, State, who do you think wins? I don't know anything about Penn State, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and act like a deal. I don't either. I'll tell you the one thing I didn't know. I, I looked them up on the Ken Palm rankings. They're around 40. The state was around 80 or 90. Um, apparently, they have one really good player. So, I'll probably say state wins, but I have no idea. <laughs> Which state are you talking about? Pe NC Ooh. State. Good one. Thanks. I'm going to go with Penn State, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I... I don't really know. So, it's just maybe since I jinxed the last one that we talked about, I'll jinx this one. Okay. That always happens to me. Um. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be a good game, and uh, ACC play is not far away. I want to say State has two. I mean, State plays Duke January sixth. January sixth, and that's the third ACC game. I'm not sure when the first two are, but uh, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a fun year. It's easy to to like this team. They play hard. 
And uh, well, I don't think Kevin Keats would let them not play hard. So it's a fair point. So we'll see what happens. State won't really have too many issues with any other teams in the non-conference schedule. Um, other things to watch for this week. You've got the bowl game. It will be announced on Sunday or Monday. Sounds like we're going to El Paso. I don't like it. I don't think we deserve it. Um... But honestly, with this team, I'd rather play a. I would rather play a tougher team, or like a name brand team, as opposed to going to Florida or whatever and playing a lesser team. So. You know a lot more about bowl games than I do. Well, we'll see what happens. El Paso is not a bad bowl. The Sun Bowl. I think Stanford and Chapel Hill played in it last year. It's not a, it's not a terrible bowl. It's just it's not in Florida. And it's way out on the other side of Texas, and there's not going to be anybody in the stands. So don't count NC State fans out. Yeah, that's true. But either way, I think our team deserves better than the Sun Bowl. Obviously, Gator Bowl would be pretty cool. Don't think we've got much of a chance at the Camping World Bowl. But we'll see. That'll be announced on Sunday, so we'll be sure to talk about that with Andrew Schnicker, who will be uh, hopefully, I'm hoping that he'll be our guest next week. And um, you'll be in Florida, so this might or might not be your last episode of the semester. Um, if it is, it's been fun. Yeah. If it is, we'll be back at it Absolutely. next semester. And uh, anything so else we got to talk about? I don't think so. Who are your final four teams in the playoff? Uh, um, I'm going to get risky and say that Alabama doesn't make it. So I'm going to go. That's bold. <laughs> it is. And I maybe the way that my guessing goes, I should say that they will make it so they won't. But I just – I'll go uh, Clemson, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I don't uh, – I'll say Georgia. I was, I was about to say, I'm here for Georgia. I, I'm here for I'd it. I'd want to pick Auburn, but I feel like always when you see a rematch, the team that lost the first one always wins the second one. I'd so we'll say I'll go Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama. You're saying no Alabama? No. So who's your fourth team then? Wisconsin? Oh, Wisconsin. You think Wisconsin beats yeah. Ohio State? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That'll be announced on uh, Sunday, too. I think NC State should be the fourth team, <laughs> just before we go. Now, that'll do it for us here on The Howler. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with Andrew Schnicker. Madison will be in Florida. Make sure you have fun in Florida and, uh, you know, come back. Go see Mickey Mouse. Try not to, try not to um, forget to come back. Mm, I'll try. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Howler. That'll do it for us. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu/sports.